0: Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Sunday Morning Service Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Dr. Peter Young. Well, it's a good thing I've got a New Year's message after I listened to all the prophetic words that came today. Um, One of my staff said, are you preaching out of Joshua today? And thought, well, it's a good thing I'm not because all the words, I've got to tie up what was there. This will be a little bit like a string of pearls day, meaning I've got quite a few things. I have two and a half, three pages of notes here. But um, I um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to emphasize fully. So uh, I'm going to give you the big idea first. It's time to begin the year 2024 to turn aside and listen to the glorious one, to reconnect intimacy, to ascend, to deal with their interferes, and to hear his instructions for the new year. I felt it really strongly prior to. Um, us entering 2024 that we turn aside and we listen to the Lord. It just felt like almost a mandate um, that needs to happen. It's been sort of the mandate on the start of this new era. We've been talking about it for four years. Uh, There's a new era that's coming to the church or has come, a kingdom era, different things. And uh, uh, that intimacy with the Lord, Jesus on center stage is the key. I think you heard it through the words today that that's the important thing. And it's gonna be a year of radically focusing on what the Lord is doing, obeying his voice and not just activity and programs. So uh, the pastors for 400 sent a note out over Christmas calling us to 21 days of fasting and prayer. And initially the list was like all these things to pray for. And I actually submitted a note saying, I actually think we just need to ask the Lord's instructions. I don't actually wanna pray for anything Um, I felt like in this season, the start of 24, um, we are to literally seek his face and say, Jesus, what's on your mind and heart? And we want to move with that. So I got to note back that we're shifting the focus. It will be a Jesus fast for 21 days uh, just to seek the face of the Lord and inquire from him as to his direction. So we'll be participating in the fast ourselves. A little bit more on that later, but I want to read some scriptures uh, I'm not sure what I'll elaborate on them, uh, but again, the big idea is to draw aside, listen to the Lord. In so doing, it's that word, boy, those wonderful words today, the, the breath of God to bring healing to you, um, to literally reset your focus. One of those is the dry bones getting breathed into um, the breath of God in creation. I love that word, But I'm going to read to you Exodus 3, 1 to 5. I'm going to give time for our folks um, in the back to bring it up. I'm in the New King James, Exodus 3, 1 to 5. And I may just comment a few things, but you'll notice this is Moses turning aside at the burning bush. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. By the way, the mountain of God is a key theme for this year, ascending to the mountain of the Lord. We have it actually in this picture. From that place, all blessings are going to come from heaven. Our focus is upward, not on the circumstances around. So he came to Horeb, also called Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, a bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn?" So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. And um, he's then going to give Moses the commission um, for the next 40 years of his life to rescue his people uh, from Egypt and bring them into the promised land. Moses actually knew that. 40 years earlier, he had in an attempt to fulfill that call, that destiny that was on his life that he understood from his mom before he was put in Pharaoh's court, killed an Egyptian, and then expected the people of Israel to follow him, and they didn't, and Pharaoh was after him, so he fled to the desert for 40 years. And this turning aside was actually the Lord saying, the old season is finished, and there's a new season coming upon you. But I'm going to deal with your heart issues. If you know the dialogue of Exodus 3 and 4, it's, oh, Lord, what if they don't listen to me? What if they won't? Who will I say has sent me? You know, he's got all his fears. Oh, Lord, I can't speak. Send someone else. He's just like bringing up all his inner healing wounds. There's like six of them. And the Lord addresses all of them by saying, I am that I am. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will be with you. Um, The idea here is if you turn aside, you get instruction from the Lord, you get an encounter that actually launches you into your new season. So the reason I read that scripture, I really feel strongly we're to turn aside and hear what the burning bush, the burning one will say to us. For some of us, he'll deal with our fears, our limitations, our limiting beliefs, the things that have held us back, the things that have caused us how many know it's hard to enter into the new because everyone likes the old wine and they're not comfortable with the new wine? Jesus talks about that in Mark chapter two. Um, it's the idea that we tend to be comfortable with what is. That's why we closed this year with thanking God for the old season. I love the word Jim gave, Finish well. The idea is, Lord, thank you for the last season. It was amazing. Thank you for all that you gave. Thank you for our friends, our companionship, the blessing of the last season. But now we're turning aside to hear the mandate for the new. And we are focused on the ultimate call. and Lord, we're're we're, we're moving out of the desert and we're moving into our promises. Amen. So that's Exodus three. Then I want to read psalm twenty four Many of the prophetic voices that you'll hear, Actually, there's one tomorrow. I'll be interested to listen. Uh, Chris Vallotton, um Haley Braun, Ben Armstrong, several at Bethel are gathering at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. They're going to have a live Instagram, like what's God saying for 2024? So I guess you can weigh out what I say today. Like hopefully it aligns with what they're saying. But because um, I haven't heard what they're saying. Um, but Exodus, you're uh, not Exodus, Psalm 24. I'm in too many 24s here. Psalm 24 reads this way. 2024 is actually Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's. Notice this. The Lord's going to announce as this Psalm opens, it belongs to me. Gaza, Israel, Ukraine, Russia, China, Taiwan, wherever you think of wars and rumors of wars, whatever shaking, it all belongs to the Lord. He's sovereign. The earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness, the world and all those who dwell therein, for he's founded it upon the seas and established it on the waters. Opening sort of line, I'm in charge. Second invitation is this. Who may ascend unto the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? But he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who's not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from God is salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek his face who seek his face. Selah. It's so a pause there. So the invitation is Will you ascend the mountain of the Lord to seek my face and to hear my instruction? But in that I will be dealing with your unclean hands, your unclean heart, and the things that are holding you back because you can't receive the abundance and the prosperity and blessing if you're carrying baggage. And so it's kind of this invitation. And here's the good news. The Lord has been very gracious with this. We've seen all sorts of deliverances this year. We have seen all sorts of people getting set free, people on the streets getting healed, Um, delivered I've heard the most amazing testimonies I I still think we've had the signs from the Lord that there will be unprecedented miracles I'm still thinking of the tattoo that changed names on someone's side because God was healing identity and it's unprecedented I've never heard of that and yet God is going to do things we've not yet seen That's the characteristic of the new era. It won't be like the past. And if we hold on to past mindsets, past ways of thinking, past ways that the church has felt, past comforts, we won't have the eyes to see the new. And I don't want to be caught in the religious system of the day that can't see the new thing that Jesus is doing. If the cloud is moving, I'm going to move with the cloud. I don't want to stay in the old camp. So, second part of that psalm was who will ascend the hill of the Lord. Then it goes on, and it's inviting these gates to open for the Lord, the King of glory, to come in. Lift up, you heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up you heads, O you gates, lift up you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. I get it in that picture there that when the king of glory comes in with his hosts, and it's talking about his warfare mindset and the king of of war to bring the kingdom forward, and to watch over the things of the earth that are shaking right now to make sure his purposes are accomplished and the devil doesn't, doesn't win. I remember when a Patricia King on October 6th was in Israel and had a vision of Jesus riding around on a white horse around Israel and Gaza. And she said, Lord, what are you doing? He said, I'm watching to oversee and to make sure my purposes are accomplished. Like, dude. And she has this on October 6th, October 7th, things shift there. But I take it that I want to ascend so that I can hear what the king is doing in this hour. When the era started, Chris Valaton gave a word, Chris being a prophet in our stream, that said Jesus in the picture was charging forward and was on a mission with this flint-like focus and all these pastors were saying, Jesus, it doesn't work like this, what are you doing? And he was pushing people aside, pastors, ministry leaders aside, get out of my way, get out of my way, fall behind me, fall behind me, I'm doing, I'm on a mission. And uh, Chris in that vision stood in front of Jesus and and the Lord stops and looks at him. And if you've ever had Chris look at you with those eyebrows and just kind of stand in your face and Jesus said, Chris, are you gonna oppose me? Fall in behind. And it was like this idea of Jesus is on the move. It's a new season. Will we object because of the comfort of what we're used to, or will we be able to move with the Lord in the new season? So the invitation is to ascend so the King of Glory might come in. And here's what I feel for 24 I do not want to start doing ministry activity and to pray for certain things to happen before I've heard the word of the Lord. I want to respond in obedience to what he's saying and allow the past to be the past. Glory in it. Thank the Lord from it. But I want to move into the new from instruction. So for me, I'll be actually going 40 days in a fast. I have certain things that the Lord's asked me to fast from distractions, primarily, things that are keeping me from time. I'll be having devoted time for 40 days, and I'm just gonna hear the Lord's voice before I start announcing, here's what Bridgeway's doing in 24. I just feel the mandate, Lord, I don't wanna create an Ishmael, I wanna actually have an Isaac in the new season. So, all right, so there's Psalm 24. Now I'll flip a couple pages to Psalm 27. We got a word 27 uh, in our staff soaking just before we broke for the Christmas holidays. And um, one of our staff got the word 27 and said, there's something about 27, it's three times three times three. It's the completion of the, you know, that divine number of three. And God is about to move and it's gonna be a banner year for Bridgeway Church. And that was confirmed by somebody else that came in. Um, our one, um, I'll just share her name, Jessica Wanter. She was on staff here for about 12 years. She was visiting and she gave exactly the same words. It's gonna be a banner year for, for Bridgeway Church in 2024. And here's what Psalm 27 says. Listen to this in light of the shaking that is continuing in the world around us. What we learned about the new era is there will be shaking in the nations and shaking in the world, climate wise, wars, rumors of wars, plagues, finances, whatever. But at the same time, the church is gonna rise in glory and power and on a focused mission with a kingdom gospel agenda. And the key is keeping our eyes on him and not on the circumstances around it. That is our safety net. In this time of shaking. That's right. It says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to destroy me, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I've desired from the Lord that I will seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The word dwell is the same word of abide in John 15. To behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire of him in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his dwelling, his tabernacle. He shall hide me and he shall set me high upon a rock. I'll, I'll, um, and now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in His tabernacle. I will sing praises to the Lord. I'm going to stop there. It does close this way. Um, in at the close. Talking about the, the, the things, the, the enemy's words that came against, mother and father forsaking, um, things happening against us. He says in, in the close, it's verse 13b, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So I felt in this, it's this place again of ascending to the secret place, the shadow of the Almighty and the Most High. What if we actually, this election year is crucial because we're gonna need a wartime president for 2025 or 26. I'm not speaking as a prophet, I'm just looking at the natural. And I know prayer changes realities, but what if there's another world war? What's crucial is, but I need to hear the Lord's instruction rather than what I see around me. I read the news articles, I see it. I'm going to ascend and I'm gonna trust that no matter what shaking, he is my pavilion, he's my secret place, he's he's my shelter in times of trouble. I will wait on the Lord. The word waiting in Hebrew means I will look with expectancy knowing that my answer is coming. It's not, I'm going to wait and, oh, like, I hope it happens. It's like, no, I actually have hope because I know that his promises are certain and that what God says and what God speaks and what God reveals shall come to pass. So I wait on the Lord and when I hear what he's saying, I know that it's true and it's my reality and that's my ground from which I stand. Now let me move to Luke 10, New Testament. Y'all, you you good? You with me? Lord, I do pray there's not a world war. By the way, all the shakings in the political parties is because God wants to align and reset a nation. So yeah, it looks nasty. It's gonna look nasty, but I thank God that he's moving to bless the heritage of this country. He's not finished with us. I'm not leaning either way. I'm just telling you the shaking's a good thing. Okay. Luke 10, verse 38. Now it happened as Jesus went went, he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. The word heard there, there's several words, um, like there's a which means to hear, like with a natural ear, there's different words. Actually means to listen intently as a disciple would listen to understand the instruction of the Lord. She heard his words. This is Mary. The, the opening line is Mary heard Jesus' words. But Martha was distracted with much serving say that again, she was distracted with much ministry and projects and things to do for the Lord that seemed good and making sandwiches Jesus didn't order. (laughs) And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sisters left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. I'm so busy with ministry, I can't do this without other helpers. Jesus answered, said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, i.e. distracted. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken from her. What's the good part? Hearing the instructions of the Lord amidst a world in busyness full of needs and ministry. I want to be a Mary church, not a Martha church. I don't want to be pastor fetch, do this for me, but pastor at rest. I'm ministering from overflow. I mean, how, how else do we say it, right? I mean, it's like, I want to move from obedience to the Lord's word rather than asking God to bless my agenda. So part of this fast I'm calling is Why not enter a year with rest if the glory is coming, if there's unprecedented outpouring of power, if there's shaking and alignment taking place, if there's new things and a rebirthing of dreams, why not start with getting breath in our lungs, getting life renewed in us, hearing the Lord's perspective and moving out of faith from what God is doing rather than listening to circumstances around us and trying to create a strategic plan. So in January, for sure, we'll be a Martha, I mean, a Mary church. Almost said it backwards. So in the fast, I'm not giving you a prayer agenda. Pray for this, pray for that, pray for this, pray for that. It's like, no, get before the Lord. What's he saying? Rest. And wait quietly on him. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It's in Isaiah 40, around 31-ish. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. Even youths grow tired. It's the idea that when we wait expectantly on what the Lord's saying, we are renewed in our strength and our ministry. So, Let's go be a merry church for at least a month. Starting tomorrow. By the way, it was interesting. I was listening to a sermon by Bill Johnson. He said it this way. I thought it was interesting. Um, he, He quoted a verse in Matthew 6 that their Christmas Eve service. I thought it was interesting. He said the lamp, it's Matthew 6, 22 and 23. The lamp of the body is the eye. The eye, by the way, is what you see. Take it as a metaphor here. And you can actually look in people's eyes and you can tell if they're full of darkness or full of the Holy Spirit. So I understand there's a natural, but there's also a spiritual metaphor here what you gaze upon is gonna outdetermine the outcome that you receive. Amen. The lamp of the body is the eye, if therefore your eye is good, and the word good there is from is on a single purpose. If it's focused on what God is saying and doing, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, and the word bad there means is focused on evil, then your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that's in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So his point was, there's one focus, which is upward. It's Jesus, it's the truth, it's the light. Our eyes are set on him, the author and perfecter of our faith, so that we might live from heaven towards earth rather than from earth begging heaven to come down. Do do you hear the difference? We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. I need to see what God is doing and live from that place rather than begging him to do what we think he needs to do to fix the agenda on earth. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. His ways are not our ways. I need to know what Jesus is thinking and from that perspective, move into the new season. And I do believe it's a season. There's an era which is long. Uh, 70 years, for example. The last era was 1950 to 2020, spiritual era, starting with the latter rain movement, the healing evangelist, Billy Graham, the Jesus People movement, the, the, the charismatic renewal movements, the, the vineyard movements, Toronto, the outpourings, the preparing of the bride, the raising of the apostolic and the prophetic for this season of war. Right now, the church is in war, advancing the kingdom amidst great darkness. And that's a new operating system. It's gonna require faith, it's gonna require focus, it's gonna require being settled in our identity, it's gonna be required, requiring hearing and following the voice of the Holy Spirit only. I actually think anointing is gonna shift in meetings. In, this, in the last era, the way healing came is you needed to get hands laid on you. There was all these lines and people praying. But one of the words Lana Vosser had for the new era is it will be like the Catherine Kuhlman era. And Catherine Kuhlman would literally say, I'm just gonna listen to Holy Spirit and I'm gonna, through worship, broker the Holy Spirit in the room and there will be sovereignly people getting out of wheelchairs and popping up and doing things because the presence and the Holy Spirit has governance in the room. And the healing and the miracles took place without... without like man being on center stage. It's time for Jesus and the spirit to be the center stage. And I feel like there's gonna be meetings where God is just gonna sovereignly move and there's gonna be great power but it won't come through old methods. So part of it is I can't have an old mindset. Oh, if you need healing, come on forward. Our anointed healing team's gonna pray for it. Yes, we'll continue with healing rooms. But what if God wants to literally, sovereignly heal a back in worship? without anyone praying for you. What if we hear a shriek in worship and someone just got set free from a lifetime demonic bondage? What if someone is drawn by the Lord and they just come to church and they walk forward in worship and say, I don't know what's going on, but I feel God's presence. I need to get right with God. And it's just because there's an atmosphere in this new era. So I'm just giving an example of Before, we were enjoying the love of the Father and his presence and learning to to host the presence. Now we're actually moving into an era of the church advancing in a warfare mode. I don't know how to do that. Jesus, I've not been here this way before. (laughs) I actually need you to do that because we don't actually know the operating instructions for this new era. We see dimly. We need to see what heaven sees. It was so clear in the words today. I mean, like, hello. Like, the Lord's saying, uh, ascend so that you can receive intel before you hear it on the news. Ascend so you can get my directions for your future so that you can be getting the fresh breath of God so you can let go of the old and have boldness and courage to step into the new. I don't know, I'm just, I'm stirred with this. I want to read one last one, John 15, that's familiar to all of you, first eight verses. It's talking about abiding in Christ. Now I got a note for my sister there. Um, Jesus said this, John 15, verse one, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that he that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Let me stop there. The dead things in your life, the dead weight that Amy spoke to us about. The Lord just wants to cut that off. It's baggage that prevents you getting into the new season. And on on fruit bearing, um, I'm terrible at this. My, My daughter would know this. I had this grape vine and I just loved its long bushy branches until the June bugs or whatever, these Japanese beetles just eat the leaves. It's just died now. But when you get fruit, when you prune a vine, you prune it back to the last place of fruit bearing so that it produces more fruit from that stem. So if you see the pruned vines, you notice they're really stubby, they kinda look like this, it's like, what's going on? Well that nub that grows a few inches every year is what produces abundant fruit. But if you let it grow and just become leafy and full of vine tangles, it's all its energy go to supporting those leaves and it never bears fruit. So Jesus is saying, I'm gonna prune your life back so that you can bear more fruit in the new season. Then he goes on to say, "You are already clean from the word I have spoken to you. Abide or remain or dwell or tabernacle in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit unless it itself abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me." I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone else does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and withered and gathered them and thrown them into the fire and they're burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples." So apparently if I let his words from ascending abide in me and I remain in that place of rest in the words of Jesus, I'm going to bear fruit. And now my desires become his desires. I have the mind of Christ. I'm linked with him and what I ask is released because it's the overflow of what Christ is already doing. Is that making sense? So let me see how I wanna summarize this. Um, just a few thoughts on the era. Radical focus on Jesus, the kingdom gospel, the love of Christ, a new Jesus people movement. By the way, we, we talked about this last January 1st, one one And we talked about it on 10-29-23. So you can go back to those messages to get the full sense of the era. Time of consecration, of cleansing the bride, of birthing intercession, of God moving supernaturally out of the box with unprecedented glory and miracles. The necessity of great faith and great boldness. An era of unprecedented harvest, revival in many nations greater manifestation of God's glory, an era where Jesus is on the stage, an era of radical surrender and yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. The decade, which is a shorter period of the era, is the church is going to be learning to make one thing, Jesus, the center. I wish we could say we got it in COVID. It was interesting, Um, James Gall, when 2020 came, several prophetic voices, Lana Vosser, Patricia King, both wrote books in 2020 called A Prophetic Manifesto for the New Era. Chris preached a message, James Gall said, he got the word Moses saying, when is my church gonna turn aside and listen to me? And he was rejoicing at COVID, finally my church will stop and listen. But I think there's still a season to do that. Last, a couple weeks ago, our prophetic voices in worship were saying, actually it was last week on Christmas Eve, that it's a begin again season. It's a time of second chances for the new year and that what we'd not completed in the former piece will actually come to Convergence and be completed in 2024. So, that one thing is going to become central the refining of the church, the deliverance of God's people, unity of the family, restoration of prodigals, relational discipleship, etc. Here's what I sense for 24. And um, I just admit this there'll be lots of things coming out. Apparently, there's that broadcast tomorrow. I'm a small voice with a seeing in part, knowing in part. But I believe. Um, January is to be a month of intimacy with Jesus personally as a church coming up and listening for God's instructions. It's interesting. I wrote down the scripture, Revelation 4.1. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, come up here and I will show you the things that are to take place after this. All right, I'm gonna come up through that open door and I wanna receive what heaven's got. Chris Valentin gave a word just before um, Christmas saying it's halftime. You know how that means something? I follow football a little bit. And in that, you could be winning the game or losing terribly or it's a, it's a dead draw, but at halftime, you get instructions from your coach so that you can go out and win the game in the second half. And he said, "January is going to be a month like halftime, where you get new instructions for the for the next leg of the journey of what God wants to do." Yeah. And I just felt real sober about that. That before we charge ahead with ministry, we need to get the strategy of who's the coach? Jesus, right? Jesus is the coach. Yeah. I already shared with you. Bill gave those that single I word, and his his message was was entitled. Refine your focus in 2024 because it's a year of radical focus on what the Lord's saying. I feel like as we ascend to the Lord, we'll get clarity and we'll be given the grace to overcome distractions. I don't know if you felt this, but have you felt that little demon of distraction like taking you off the main and plane all the time? It's gonna be a characteristic constantly before us, but we need, I feel like this will be time to gain grace, to let the distractions be just that, distractions. And our focus is on him. We're gonna need it for the shaking that's coming. I'm gonna need the voice of the Lord as it comes. And I actually wanna hear it in advance. I'd really like to hear it in advance. (laughs) This was interesting. I was listening to an interview of Bob and Erica Hazlett And Erica said this, God keeps saying to me, what do I have to do to get your attention? And she felt, she said, if I spend time with Jesus, Jesus is saying he will be releasing new vision, new direction, new assignments, even new callings. And so I felt like for 2024, as I begin, I'm going to surrender and say, Lord, here I am. What are your instructions for me? And I'm willing to lay down all of the old so I can come into the new. I, I've said it already, but I feel it, so the first thing, what did I, what's my first point? I lost it. Um, radical focus on Jesus, get his instructions. Second one, it's a banner year of advancing and coming into the promises of God. It's not just for Bridgeway, it's for you personally I think it's for the greater body of Christ. Um, The Hebrew year started at the high holy days and just finished right on the eve of October 7th. And it clarified, what happens in Israel clarifies what's happening in the church. It's a season of war. And what's being taken out is Hamas. The word Hamas means evil, chaos, distraction, and violence. So the church is called to eradicate those things of the enemy that are preventing you from moving forward in the purposes of God. No longer getting raiding parties that keep you from moving forward. Uh, By the way, I... I'm not advocating one side or another. I realize there's tragedy on both sides. I'm just trying to look with a higher view to say there's a war happening and I think there's a war for the church. And 5784 began that year. The second thing is the open door, an open door into promises, into provision, into breaking of addictions, limiting beliefs, mindsets, it's a time of advancement. It's a time of coming, rekindling dreams and things that have been laid down. Some of you are going to come into a season of things you've known you're always for, but the last season you've been just holding ground. And you've not moved forward. And it's time to get past the things that have held you in that old season and step into the new. It's time to like literally say, okay. And I I actually asked the Lord like three weeks ago. I said, Lord, what's your theme for me in 2024? I got one word. I won't share it with you because I'm just still pondering it. It's kind of between me and the Lord right now. I'm treasuring it. But now I'm asking, okay, what's that look like? And I realized the Lord gave me that word about five or six years ago. And it's been emerging slightly, but now the Lord says in 2024, Here it is. So I'm like, okay. So I know part of my fast is to say, Lord, I need instruction. What is it for you that God is inviting you to step into that you've been stuck in an old season and it's time to actually move into the new? It will take faith and courage and boldness. I'll tell you what. Peter got out of the boat when Jesus said, step out on the water I would rather be stepping out on the water of risk and boldness than a safety seeker sitting in the boat wondering if I could do it. 11 disciples stayed in the boat. Peter got out. One asked from the Lord in obedience. He got a word. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out. The Lord said, come out. Okay, you said, here I go. (laughs) And then the safety seekers were like, dude, he's nuts. (laughs) But I tell you what, one man walked on water and joined Jesus until he got his eyes on the waves. But as he kept him on Jesus, he walked. This is my social media. There's a quote. I would rather be a resolute risk taker than a safety seeker sitting in a boat wondering if I could do it. (laughs) There's something about that. I mean, seriously, do you get the picture? Every step in the kingdom requires faith. Did you think it would get handed on a platter? So I'm saying have courage to step in the new. God is redeeming the time, it's a restoration of time. Begin again, begin again. Pick up those dreams. It's time to build in 2024, but only after we receive instruction from the King of Kings. And the Lord, I believe, is gonna give you new peeps. Is that the right term? I'm not real current. That are gonna run with you on your strategic team to actually build into the future. God is gonna bring new alignments Part of it is you're holding on to old alignments. You've seen it prophetically happen in the church. We literally had a complete shift of staff, not because anything was broken, but literally they were sent on new assignments. And there's a new staff team aligned for the new, for the coming into the, the this incredible year of 2024. What if God could do that with you? That there could be shifts and new alignments and new new people that like literally God drops in your life to bring you into the advancement that you have for your new season. If you're afraid of the old and you're, you're wanting to stay in the comfort and you're still rejoicing in the old season, you can't drink new old wine in the new wineskin. This will be a banner year if you step in. I think... I I just, a couple more things I'd say. We've already talked about Psalm 24. The thing I did not talk about there is you're gonna see unprecedented um, glory from the Lord. I expect to see more supernatural miracles. We may even experiment with that. I mean, like angels of fire with oil. Like, seriously, are you here? Like, I'm I'm, I'm a candidate. Like, nuke me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm. Whoa, I just felt that. (laughs) Just bring it. You heard from Christian Aguilar last week that there's a oil for restoration of families and to bring prodigals home and to call families together. I still think that's a current word I shared it last year. I feel it's really current. Some of you are gonna get set in family in small groups. Those 11, we're, we're starting several new ones. John didn't announce it yet because we're kind of listening to the Lord right now. But there's gonna be new groups. There's gonna be new things happening and it's time to get in family. There's gonna be revival movements around the world and there's gonna be revival in college campuses. We're already seeing it. It's a Christian university in Arizona on fire. We saw it in Asbury, signs of it happening. God, I want it at DU, I wanted it at CU Boulder, I want it at UNC, I want it at CSU, I want it at Metro in downtown Denver, right? Yeah, I want it at Colorado Mountain College and Western State and you know, uh, Fort, Fort Lewis College, I, I'm probably missing him. Lord, just all the colleges, Lord, set them on fire. I'm excited the Lord's shaking in our nation because God wants to bring us back into alignment. I'm, I'm excited God's shaking your life and mine because God's bringing us into alignment. So let me see how to close this. I'll just tell you about the fast. We're gonna meet January 8th, or not meet. It's January 8th to January 28th. Uh, that's Monday night, um, eight days from now. And um, it goes till the Sunday, the 28th. There will be a gathering, the 400 gathering at the Rock on the 8th, which I'll be at. We're moving our prophetic community from that night to Tuesday so that I can attend. Um, uh, because I, and here's how we're gonna do. We're gonna set up some Zoom calls from 7.30 to eight uh, in the mornings to just dial in and hear what God is saying to you. Um, we won't necessarily be praying about a lot of agendas. It's just like, what are you hearing from God? We're going to kind of keep records. And by the end of January on the 28th, my prayer is that God will have spoken. And while we'll some clarity, you'll have clarity personally, and we'll have clarity as a church where God is taking us. Um, the question I would ask you is, what is God calling you to fast? Is it a food fast? Is it distractions? Is it fear and worry? Is it holding on to old things? Is it social media? I, you know, It's interesting you mentioned social b- media. Bill and his message, was, he's kind of convicting. He said, you know, the issue with social media right now is it's the first thing we turn to. And the way we're defining ourselves is by how many likes we get and who's paying attention to us. He said, do you realize we're training a whole generation to look at what people think of us rather than what the, the king of kings thinks of us? Dude. maybe fasting social media and how many likes you have is a good thing <laughs> or maybe dislikes whatever that is uh, maybe it's fasting distractions maybe it's fasting judgments and opinions of heart maybe it's I don't know what it is for you I'm, I'm challenging you you've got eight days to think about it what is God calling you to lay down I'd use these eight days to thank God for the old season and finish well, like Jim encouraged us to do. Jim, why don't you get your show far? We're gonna blow this as we close. I know you brought it today. Um, are you all okay. I know it's been long, people have been slipping out, but it's all okay. I'm breathing. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm excited for the year. It's gonna be a great year. It, it is sober, but I can tell you, when we get the breath of Jesus in January, watch out. Let's stand, let's, uh, let's close this. I think I'm gonna do this. Jim's got his shofar. Um, are there other seers? Do you guys see these angels in the room? Are they still here? they're here Ron what do you see in the room you're a seer do you see angels who else is a seer angels do they have fire torches all right so we're gonna blow a shofar to invite the king of glory to come in by the way when God showed up on a mountain it was in fire when he showed up in a burning bush it was in fire When he showed up at Pentecost, it was with fire. So Holy Spirit, we're inviting you to fire up the church right now. To give us fresh oil of intimacy in this season of January. To give us fresh revelation from heaven. And Lord, if these angels are here, we understand they're messengers according to Hebrew one, to minister to the saints and to do the Lord's bidding. And Lord, if it so pleases you to set your church on fire, would you send them throughout this room and those watching us online or listening to us at a later time? Would you send your fire angels to pour oil of intimacy and rekindle the fire and the flame, the dreams, the things that have been lost, and launch us into 2024? So Lord, we wait on you. Jim, when you feel ready, feel free to blow it. I feel his presence right now. We're done. Amen. Lord, send your fire. Pour out the oil of your presence and set the church on fire. We welcome you. Give us a flint like focus on Jesus. Let us finish the old season well. And let us be launched into the new season with purpose. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. We hope you enjoyed the Bridgeway Church Sunday Service Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, please feel free to click subscribe and share it with a friend. We invite you to support our ministry by giving at bridgeway.us forward slash give. Join our Sunday morning services in-person weekly at 9.30 a.m. at 5201 East Warren Avenue in Denver. For more resources, classes, community events, or to follow us on social media, go to bridgeway.us or search for Bridgeway Church Denver online.